Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here, and welcome to the Jules and Man Anime Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Jules the Human, and every week we go out into the world and watch a little bit of anime, and then we come back and discuss it. And this week we're going to be discussing episode five through eight of Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. And I'm not diving into the Iron Fortress alone. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Galley. Matt, how are you this week? I am so good. I We were just talking about it before the... Uh, before we started here, but I was playing a new board game yesterday. You know, Gloomhaven: Jaws of the Lion. It's yep. a lot of fun. Um, very D and D adjacent, and I haven't been playing a lot of new board games in like a long time. So mm. it was really nice to kind of pick something up new and uh, try it out. Kind of like how with uh, when starting the podcast, I hadn't been watching a lot of new anime. For a while i was sticking to a lot of the same stuff so it's nice to branch out and try new stuff recently it's been yeah um, i'm definitely in my i'm definitely in my board game arc we'll see how long i stay there but i've been playing a lot of board games as well uh but i've also been watching some anime and i'm super excited about this one uh because we're talking about five through eight episodes five through eight of commentary the iron fortress a lot happened i'm uh spoiler plot twist i guess i'm really enjoying it it's a yeah. lot of fun it's this uh, is really good so far. Super good so far. We're going to dive into that. But if you have not seen episode five through eight, go ahead and watch our other episode, uh, one through four. Uh, if you're not caught up or anything, we can keep, catch you up. It's on YouTube or Spotify. You can watch on Spotify there. And um, if you don't know, if this is the first time you're watching our show, you can submit 500 bits on live Twitch chat right now. Twitch.tv slash Jules the Human if you're watching this later. But we go live on Thursdays and you can submit 500 bits and you can add an anime to the list. And we've picked quite a bit of anime. Cabinary of the Unfortunately still see there, but we have a lot more to pick from. So next week is our last week with Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. And then we're going to pick a new anime. So if you would like to get an anime put on the suggestion list and if it's good or if it's not two out there we'll put it there and we'll add it to the list and we'll get to draw from it uh you see matt's other drawings there on his mic from the past and we've done quite a few this is where we rank them we rank them here on the list on the left is me on the right is matt that's where we rank them all the enemies we've seen you can see those in the discord there but <clears throat> we have a lot to get into because there's yeah. so much here and so much i want to discuss i it's really cool um me and Matt don't talk about the show before. Don't I? I don't know his opinions. I don't know what he thinks. I don't know what he's going to bring up. Uh, and it's really fun to to see what caught each other's eye. So let's get into episode five, inescapable darkness of Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Uh, yeah, definitely kept the recaps a little bit lighter because, like, yeah, there's a lot to get into. So I want to just start getting into all the stuff in episode five. Uh, the Kotet Sujo arrives in another derelict station with an obstacle uh, in their way, blocking their advancement. Mume gets uh, to speak oh. to somebody from her past who gives her uh, a little bit of a chilling warning. And the leadership of the train creates a plan that, thanks to Mume, quickly goes off the rails as uh, Ikuma and <clears throat> Mume find themselves trapped in a cave as a new threat emerges. Oh man, that thing—the hybrid, hybrid colony. colony. Yes. Um, one thing I do like in this episode, it kind of shows some passage of time. 
Um, I'm really digging like the the small bit of passing of time from episode four to episode five. I think it happens a little bit mm, later on as well. Well, not really, but like they just kind of put you into a scene. So they put you into uh, episode five. Ikuma has outfitted the whole squad with new weapons. Yeah, they have all the upgraded weapons and stuff new like bullets, that. New swords. Yeah, and and it's believable, right? Like they yeah. they in the last episode that we talked about. Episode four, they were like, okay, now we're friends. Now we're on the same side that we did that whole thing. And it's a, it's believable because they went through that whole, you know, obstacle of are they on our side? Are the Kabaneri on our side? Are they going to kill us? Are they really Kabane? Whatever. And now they're like, here we, here we go. We're on the same side. Here we are. We're going to give them blood for, you know, helping us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then they are working together now. Um, so he uses like, yeah. They they start using like the steel of the heart cages to reinforce the swords, and after seeing how many Kabane they like, you know, uh, slayed on the train and stuff like that, it's yeah, it it all it all adds up. It all makes sense for sure. And then we also see the uh, the small moment where like, uh... oh no, that comes later. Never mind. Okay. Yes. We meet a new person, Inoku who serves the young master we don't know what it who that is mumei's brother uh, we don't haven't seen him yet uh what's going on here we don't know i really like that i really like when they give something weird like this i found myself throughout these four episodes trying to solve the mystery even though we're not given all of the yeah, the pieces. The pieces to play. You want to okay see the that. puzzle so far and just kind of like imagine, oh, is that piece right there? Is there going to be a house there? Is there going to be a tree there? There's going to be so a street there. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's so many times where they did that so well where it was just a passing moment. And I was like, okay, cool. And then it does it again. I'm like, okay, what's happening here? Something here is going odd, uh, especially with Mume because she has the most clouded. Yeah backstory as of right now um that we want to know about like ikoma i guess has we don't know a whole lot about him in his past but he's fine like we we understand who his character is right now but mume i think we're we're still trying to figure her out i think like you know the way the the we were talking about it last episode they gave us the three main characters kind of it gave us mume it gave us ayame and it gave us ikoma and i think they each have this kind of like uh this like fatal flaw that they're trying to overcome not really fatal flaw but i guess uh there there's a questionable part of their character that us as the audience makes us believe that they're not perfect and with mume it's i feel like her motives and like yeah. her and her uh her ethics like how her her morals kind of occur because uh we see in these next four episodes that there's somebody that's kind of clouded the way that one might tend to normally like think with empathy and such for others because of the conditions she was raised well yeah we also see her not fully understanding death or yeah. how to comfort a child in when they're dog passes away we see yeah. that firsthand like the way she sees it and then she runs she off. she relates crying. it to herself <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and they're like what the fuck are you talking about dude you can't talk to a kid like that and she's like wait no 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 i thought okay i thought it was helping you know what yeah. i mean like she just doesn't get it because because somebody when she was in a moment of need 
that's how it was handled with her but now when the tables are flipped and she's giving the same you know the same response that she got as a kid and now that you know there's more people around that actually you know were probably raised with more sensible <laughs> morals yeah. ethics uh empathy but I, yeah no I, yeah. I love that they showed that though i love that they showed that how she i mean that explains how she thinks without saying she it. might be strong but she's not perfect yeah she might be this she might be able to defeat kavane but that doesn't mean that she's entirely strong and without weakness yeah what do you think about this squad we got the, uh, we the got leadership the main squad, squad the leadership's we got them trying to figure out what's going to happen. And then Mume mm-hmm. kind of like ruins it, just says, oh, whatever. I'm just going to yeah, do she this. She just kind of shows up and is just like, I'm going to fight. Not but with like, you guys, but I'm going to fight. <laughs> but like this like, Mume, squad. What? Yeah, exactly. But like this squad in general, I feel like this is a good crew. Like I'm yeah. scared that we're going to lose one or two of them. Oh, yeah. Really? But like this squad, as far as like tactical side, I'm digging it. I'm super, super happy to see what they are excited to see what they do going forward it's it's it's, i i can believe that they that each person in that room at this point has built up this sense of respect for each other that we've gotten this far because we're able to rely on each other and so Mm -hmm. we have to be making the moves and the right steps with each other and that's why mume shows up and they're like mume let's get you in on the plan and she's like oh no just don't do you what do you want us to start over can we start over that's what they say like can we start over and talk about the plan with you and she's like yeah just keep going just, just keep going. Uh, I hate that. If I was doing a group project, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'll be the person that'll be like, just please do your do your job. Oh, you Their just have to do was one. To be the presenter, and they <laughs> yeah. actually show up not looking at anything anybody's done, and so the people that actually worked on the project are the ones that are presenting it to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to do. You just had two slides to do, man. <laughs> just you didn't do them. What's going on? Um, so we get our main sort of uh, dilemma that happens within this the next couple episodes, which brings about about a whole nother huge dilemma because there's this fallen tower that they got to get past, um, which is really the the crux of it and why yeah. they need to stop and slow down or whatever. If that tower wasn't there, they could just keep going. Yeah, but. The people said that it was like a couple times that people said that it was like black smoke, big black yes. smoke coming out that Cabernet showed up and it was big black smoke. And it was like, okay, well, like they said it too many times. And I love that. I love that they're, they're doing this. They say something and then they say it again. And it's like, wait, okay, that's too many times. What's they also happening? say, hey, the boiler room is packed with Kabane. We're not going to go through there. And then Ikumo goes, hey, Mume, don't go to the boiler room, all right? And she's like, I'm just going to do what I want. And you guys do what you want. And he's like, okay, you do what you want, but don't go to the boiler room. <laughs> and what does she do? Instantly. Uh, Instantly he's like, well, that's where all of them are. Yeah. So here we go. Um, we I'm see the claw. The... That's what she says. <laughs> I'm the flaw. It's me. I'm the. I'm oh, the she's the claw me. and the flaw. Oh, the claw and the flaw. Yes. <laughs> she does say I'm the claw. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we see <laughs> this was pretty dope. I've got to say, I yeah. was not expecting this. <laughs> that just all the cabinet form into a huge like mind hive mind sort of blob guy. Have and you ever played Pikmin. 
any Pikminers in general? Any Pikminers? I know you. <laughs> that, there's a there's a there's this smoky enemy in the first game that looks exactly like that guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's the hidden boss. <laughs> so the hybrid colony here, a hybrid of colony. Pikmin, <laughs> emerges and. I was like, oh, fuck, how are they going to do this? Like, I instantly knew how the stakes were relevant because Mm -hmm. they just got new weapons. They just were able to be like, oh, wow. I don't know how they survived up until now. Like, really? It's really, truly the last. Well, I think their their old steam guns could pierce Akabane's heart, but it was like you needed a couple shots. But now it's like one clean shot and it's it's good go. You're just Mm -hmm. they're just done. So it's like it's a sizable upgrade. But now you have an enemy that's a culmination of a bunch of different enemies and you got to get to you got to kill the core. Yeah, which we learn is one Kabane that's the host or hosting all of these somehow. Mm-hmm. Who cares? It's a Who bad cares? guy. It's a bad thing. Some of this stuff, too, I was like, mm, I, it's, uh, later on, maybe in episode six or seven, I think. No, six or eight, where there was like some suspension of disbelief for me. Again, I'm like, mm, it's kind of wearing thin, but I'm like, this is so cool. I don't mm-hmm. care. I'm cool with it. Whatever. Fuck it up do it um but yeah the the introduction of this big hybrid colony goes into episode six so what happens in episode six gathering light uh in episode six we see uh ikuma tries his best to free mume from the rubble that she's been trapped under uh meanwhile they're discussing the concept of weak versus strong what it means to be weak what it means to be strong ikuma manages to calm mume's nerves uh as she begins to freak out before taking on a horde of Kabane that is also in the mine with them. Uh, some time passes and the Kotet- the Kotetsujo manages to clear the rubble, uh, freeing uh, Mume and then her rushing to Ikuma's side. The train managed to mount a new cannon that was resting at oh. the bottom of the ravine and proceed to use this new weapon in combination attack with Mume to defeat the hybrid colony. Sheesh. Awesome. Looks insane. All action. Just like... It, it, it gave us this moment with uh, Mume and Ikuma to just kind of like have them reflect on like, what do we even do right now? Like, we're uh-huh. stuck. And I think it's where, where we leave off at episode 8 I think this moment's really important for uh, Mume's character, mm-hmm. for like how how things are gonna, how the story is gonna resolve with her. Um, I think this moment where she sees, where she's trapped under a rock and she sees a horde of Kabane coming, and she's like, I even I would probably have a trouble with that, but without even thinking about it, Ikuma goes rushing in to uh to defend her. So that the. That was even part of my... Even though we're weak, we can still fight. That's what he says. Yes, that was the, the lesson to Mume and to the audience, for sure, which was really cool, which is great. I love that. I'm not trying to poke holes in that at all. But for... Is it possible <laughs> for Ikuma, who just learned how to fight a little while ago, to hold his own with that much resolve? To hold his own with that many Kabane? I mean, it shows him being a little resourceful. 
it does uh that one no, moment it does, where like yeah, sure. he, he like he pops up some of those uh some of the suicide packs and Great. shoots them to like drop parts of the mine on people and then we also get a little bit later in the the next episode that uh apparently cabaneri are really good at imitating people yeah so at this point he's seen quite a few people in engagement with the cabaneri cabanet so his him and his as a cabaneri i feel like it's it goes to like wordless storytelling that he's just gonna get stronger in a hurry if that's the case whichever one came first was that because the narrative was this way so they had to explain it or that's how it was supposed to <laughs> that's what i chicken, mean chicken and the egg whatever that's cool yes totally they they explain it away sort of but still i was like kind of eh. but yeah then i mean we'd even talk about um mume's like fighting and fighting all the cabane like that was insane like in the boiler room where she mm-hmm. shoots the the suicide packs and it, it was great i love all the action here i'm not faulting the action it's so good it's yeah. so cool i i haven't talked about any of it because it's just so good that it's like it speaks for itself yeah and... <laughs> it's, it's but there's awesome. in between it there's still so much going on mm-hmm. it's so keeping it's keeping the story going with this high octane action which is awesome yes um so ikama goes and fights the cabinet they get rescued and my the one gripe was that they're just like magically better after a while like they they leave and then the the battle's still going on and then ikuma and mume are just up and ready again when mm-hmm. ikuma was on the ground he was knocked out he was like i can't move don't move me and then they're just back up and ready to fight again mm-hmm. i think that was where i was like i get that they might have like super healing or whatever but like as long as they keep drinking that blood is it is it really that like i'm, I'm pretty sure think? i you think just... that because uh she she started freaking out and like she was like i'm gonna turn into a cabinary or a cabinet a cabinet and then he like he gave her blood and then like all of those veins that like kind of started to shine yeah calm down and whatever so i i i would think that that's their kind of like power limiter thing is the more blood they drink the the more their powers can sure. uh, stay kind of uh, established but you didn't you weren't thinking about that like i that's all i, I was did. thinking about no i did i okay. did think about it but i think i'm I'm thinking about the rules that the universe ha- might have that would allow that to happen okay and that's what my uh my conclusion comes to and yeah like sure. you said the fight still goes on and a little bit of suspension of disbelief i'm like how did they mount this cannon <laughs> in the middle <laughs> how did they mount the cannon if that if the if the, what's it called if the hybrid colony is still yeah. oh wait, no, wait, wait. It, it did it did show it disappear for a second i think because they uh they retreat into the station they close yeah. the door it snaps yeah. into the door and then all of it like dissolves for a second yeah and then they vibe for a bit yeah and so i that's probably is... where it came from okay i was okay Fine. i wasn't i i was like okay with the cannon i don't know why i was like yeah, they got the cannon up. I was like, okay, cool. How though? <laughs> <laughs> just be, Fuck like, it, again, back to Pikmin. They just have a bunch of guys around it. And they all just, all right, everybody, heave. And they just all pick it up at the same time. They do have a train full of people. I mean, yeah. yeah. Style. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Mume's character development because we get a lot of backstory here that we didn't talk about, about how she was weak 
quote unquote before um how you know somebody saved her that it's it's a whole thing what do you think about her backstory uh so far it everything given her backstory it makes sense as to the person that she is now in the way that she's acting in the ways that she's acting where she doesn't believe anybody's right except for her brother in the cases of all of these like uh weak versus strong the the you know the strong will live the weak you know will only live until the strong decide they won't type deal Mm -hmm. um she's yeah it all makes sense and i think it sets her up to have a really good like the i forgot his name but the the ear the guy that meets her outside the train um with the eye patch whatever he tells her like stop stop pretending you're friends with a bunch of like villagers or whatever and um get back to the actual thing that you were meant to do because Mm -hmm. if you become unuseful you'll be disposed of and like i think i think it all makes sense for her yeah and because he was disposed of Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah he was disposed of and then she again this flashback that she's looking at she's seeing somebody that's crying out to her for help get you know just get executed and um at first glance, you know, the first it, it shows this a couple times and you just see this shot. But then later on, um, after episode seven ends, we and episode eight, that guy standing there doing that is her comrade. That's like her ally doing that. That's not an enemy. That's that's same team. That's friendly mm-hmm. fire right there. That's not a suicide pack. That's somebody shooting you in the back. So, Crazy. yeah be disposed of insane not useful oh yeah um <laughs> what was this shot oh this oh my god we had so many cool shots so many cool of Kurusu and ikoma together dude oh my god i was high i was like jumping up and down when they were like <laughs> if you die don't play dude this this anime is so funny it's like yeah. so cool there's so much action so cool super funny with like deadpan delivery and i'm just like yes like the characters interacting together they have they set up so many characters and i love when they interact with each other they give us little bits especially in this moment um with kurusu and ikuma and i'm like we we know they kind of low-key hate each other but it's like yeah yeah. we're gonna fight but at this point it's like it's it's like the guardian rivalry sure he's ikuma's protecting everybody out of spite and kudasu is protecting everybody out of like the honor of duty or whatever the line Mm. of duty and so you get that clashing ideal of we're that we're both trying to do the same thing but we're not doing it for the same reasons Mm -hmm. so that's the yeah that they're gonna have it's so good and the way they fight together and the way they're like Ah, they're perfect it's so yeah. cool i love them they're, mm-hmm. those moments were so dope it's it, it is believable again believable that like up to this point that they would have had that animosity but especially after ikuma slays the uh the the big guy i forgot his name and then you know upgrades their gear and everything that that like that thin line of respect has been established now sure whereas yes. before it was like yeah throw him off the train he's a cabinet it's just another cabinet sure and now you believe like you said there's a thin line of respect because it's like mm-hmm. now they are same team now 
Ecom has given a little bit to to help out everybody. Mm-hmm. And now I believe that if Ikomo was in trouble, Kurusu would at least take a glance at it. At least be like, exactly. hold on, is he okay? Like real quick and then be like, okay, cool. He's Even like the big guy said that uh, when he was locking them in the back train that one time, he was like, yeah, we wish you could help, but the other guys are kind of scared about getting bit in the back. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. now it's like that that's that's gone. That's dissolved. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so nice cool. that it's nice that we had to get here. Yeah, and we saw the whole and it makes it more believable and it makes it so much better. This whole yeah. episode is so much better because of where we where we came from. Mm-hmm. Where we have the whole working together, hold the snipe shot. We got the the what's we don't even know oh, her yeah. name yet. The, the whole, girl every... with the train hold it like we gotta go all this stuff yes. and we gotta go back and the, the her show back. did a really good job at the second half of this episode of making use of like every character where we get to see um uh yeah takumi manning the gun we uh get a couple more names through here i think because sukari i don't know if we knew his name before no, he has to like clean a part out of a out of a part that of the part engine was, and then suspense. Um, we just get another name with yukina we learn yukina is the name of the uh, the engineer the conductor so like she's trying to clear the limiters and then uh they they shoot the thing ayame kills it and then it creates an impact that the whole train almost gets derailed yeah and ayame thinking on her toes now it's ayame's turn she goes everybody move to one side and that's another part (laughs) everybody does (laughs) that's and push push Uh, to get the train on the rails that was another part where i was like i don't know about that one i was like it was "Mm." like again it felt i was like am i watching cabin area the iron fortress or am i watching the polar express (laughs) but it's like i'm here i'm for it this is that's ayame that's what ayame got to do she got to direct everybody totally i love everybody got around like you're saying it's so good every Uh, literally all the characters we we've been watching so far have some sort of play in this and the suspense it created was not false for me like i was actually like okay hold on i was like are they gonna do this like this is pretty crazy because at first i didn't know how were they how they were gonna get into what one thing i i forgot that happened is at one point when the the hybrid colony jumps at the train it kicks off one of the rear cars and we just never talk about it (laughs) one of the cars just gets kicked. yeah i was like oh that was full of people I, I hope not. I mean, <laughs> they usually kept the cabinary in the back car from. Yeah, like, I guess so. so. Maybe that's just their. Maybe that's just that Whoa. that car that got kicked off. We're just not gonna we talk don't need about... anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but I saw that happen, and I was. It just like flew at the camera. That. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It's just a bunch of people gone. I guess yeah. whatever. But seeing them all take around and all of them pitch into the ultimate win here just felt so good it was so cool um it was such a cool scene i love this episode i love it felt so much more impactful like we've been saying because of everywhere we've been already mm-hmm. and now we're finally seeing the crew grow which also makes it super like feel good because we get a shopping episode in episode seven mm. pretty much so it's, it's it's a lot of build up into this huge like uh like you said the stakes feel high there's tension you don't know if everybody's going to make it out who's going to make it out but yeah everybody manages to get it 
get out of there and you know you're you're tense you're you're like looking for that 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 relief of tension um and yeah they they the next episode starts off and they do the the horn and the state uh because they see a new station they like signal the station and for the first time on their trip since they've left they get a signal back Mm -hmm. so what happens in episode seven begging the heavens uh episode seven to like to keep the recap light because there is so much to dive into the kotetsujo arrives at uh shitori station the first populated station it's encountered since leaving uh kenkin station ikuma and the others go shopping for supplies and experience their first moment of peace in ages mume's brother arrives in the station with his group in tow episode seven in a nutshell um there's a lot to talk about he's here (laughs) finally um at the top we get the small bit of uh world building where cabinary are apparently really good at copying people yeah so ikuma copies kudusu's technique (laughs) and he get kudusu gets all petty and like smacks him on the head in response um so good I really like this episode because it's like we, we we see them handle the hybrid colony, right? And you you just like, all right, what else? Like, what else could really be th- thrown at them? Mm-hmm. And you get this really nice levity, moment of levity throughout the their time here. But then right at the end of the seventh episode, it you know, spoiler non spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the introduction of Mume's brother, who, with this just ebony black train rolling into the station, everybody's cheering, but, you know, nobody's smiling, nobody's waving back in response. It's just this stone-cold group of mercenaries, and you just know that these guys are no good. There's something up. Sure, something's up because they've gone... 20 and 0 against Kabane. Like they said, they've never lost a battle against Kabane. So, like, what are they doing differently? And we find out what they're doing differently than everybody else in the world. Um, but in the yeah, we get I didn't feel I usually hate shopping episodes. I'm not a big fan. I really don't care. Uh, give me a story going through it. And they they did this time in this anime, which is yeah. which is great. And because, like you were saying, it comes off of such a huge high that I'm like, this is earned. Before, yeah. like usually with the shopping episode, it doesn't feel earned, and I'm just yeah. like, okay, this is kind of weird. Like, what are we doing here? But this felt like, okay, now we have some tension to relieve, and now it's okay. Now, like us, the audience as well as the characters can relax a little bit. And it feels I feel fun. like I feel like every other anime could take notes from this anime on how to do a shopping episode right yeah because because... it does a lot of things while it's doing this it's like you said it's a it's still giving you story through it Mm. you're getting to you're getting to see characters interacting with each other that are already established that Mm -hmm. we understand their motives their desires their uh their weaknesses we already understand these characters and we want to see these characters in a new fresh environment 
after having all of that established, not before or for more establishing. We need mm -hmm. all that to be worked out. You want to have a you want to have, like you said, moments that will progress the characters further and um, and also moments that will build into the world. Moments yeah. that make and the world feel mo more believable because, again, there it, it should be a new place, a new setting. We shouldn't be we should be at a new place for a shopping episode. And so we have to have new things happening, new developments happening. Yeah, we had the whole just for world building. We had the whole them realizing that it's Tanabata, mm -hmm. which is a tradition that they do. Um, we so learn about here that. And, oh, they're, the, the town's celebrating a holiday. We made it just in time for this holiday. Mm -hmm. Now that's that's sort of the through line. Like, oh, we got to get ready for this thing. And then it inadvertently becomes a shopping episode. Then they're like uh, interacting. Like you're saying, it's so cool to see all these other people interacting with each other. And then we see... Um, what's her name uh ayame doing her own little thing where it there was like a whole little side story as yep. well where they were they weren't sure that they were going to share their resources yep um but then her sort of taking the lead and saying like no we're gonna do good we're gonna do right by them because this is humanity and it shows her character so much there too like it shows so much that like whether they're gonna share anything whether they're gonna do whether this is you know perceived as whatever mm -hmm. i'm gonna help them out because that's the right thing to do and i'm gonna give this whole town the blueprints to jet bullets and mm -hmm. can you do this for me and you ask without coming in like hostile and it shows her as a good leader mm -hmm. it shows her like doing it the right way being able to handle negotiations and not be yeah. afraid yeah to to ask for more you know what i mean like hey here's this and he was like oh this is great yes yes for sure and then she was like can you can we ask you to take you take our wounded and sick and she, they're like yeah yeah of course yeah it's like okay cool mm -hmm. um i love so, yeah, that you get you get that moment with them um you get uh could somebody else who i don't know had been named up to this point could jika um who's kind of like the blacksmith engineer that's taken on the, the caretaking role, um, watching over the ch children. We always see her with the kids. Kajika and Mume, they're out shopping for fabrics and foodstuffs. And Kajika is just like, she is a she is a shrewd customer that knows that with <laughs> I a sharp love that. And then Mume is like, oh, look at that. Kajika actually goes to war too. That's Even though so... she's not out there fighting with us, like she's she's going to war it's so um, good you get ikuma that. and takumi going for metals and powders and then you get abushi confronting them which i loved this moment because it's just shown how far these two characters have come since episode one mm -hmm. because the last time um you know they they spoke out of turn to abushi they got a bunch of boots in the face yeah and then they handled him yeah and then thrown <laughs> and in they jail handled him now and this and yeah ikuma just like grabs this dude by the rifle and throws him out of the shop because the guy like the guy knows he's in the wrong he knows he can't just like be doing the things that he's doing but if nobody's going to stop him and put him in check he's just going to keep doing it mm -hmm. you get yukina and sukari going for ma repair materials for the the train and then they have to break the they don't have to but they end up breaking unfortunate news to a kid that's in the train yard who says that his dad also worked on a 
Hayajiro, but it's the one that crashed into their home station. What, yeah, where do you feel on that situation? Because the situation was yeah, so mixed. Yeah, because this kid believed that his dad, his dad would come would be back. Cool. Uh, coming back home on the train, but them to know that the train all is lost with the all train. Lost, no, yeah. there was nobody there, and one of them was like trying to keep up like the facade. Like, like uh, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about other trains. I just know about my train. Yeah, and and not giving any more information and g- keeping him hopeful. And then he just comes in and says, "No, this is the one that crashed into our place. This is where we just came from, and yep. they're all dead. That's why we're here." I don't know how I would handle that situation. I feel like I would want to tell them, but I but don't see, know if I'd have it. Take it, take it another and, step. You get, you get the, uh, the kid, you know, crying and, you know, stuff. And then her going like, why would you say something like that? And he's like, well, I wish somebody had told me. So it makes sense for the character. Yes, for sure. But, but as far as me, like, I want to know where you would like, what would you do? I don't. In that I, don't I don't know. That's <laughs> so hard. So, I would probably be more the former than the latter. I okay. would probably be like, ah, I don't really, you know, trains are moving around all the time, <laughs> bro. What's a train? I don't know. What's, what the fuck is a train? <laughs> Forget everything you know. <laughs> that's that's hard. That's yeah. a really hard moral quandary that I'm that I love. The, the again, the, this is happening in the context of a shopping episode. It's building the world. We we see those trains and these catastrophe. I can't talk. We see all these tragic things happening with the crew of the other trains, and this is here to remind us that like all of this, those people still have family. If this brings humanity to it, we see people dying, we see people getting bit, whatever, and then and having a kid ask, yeah, sure, yeah, and then having a kid ask because like whenever you're looking at this big old. This, this huge hybrid colony, all of those were people. Yep. This is built of normal people that got turned somehow. Yep. And it, it it builds on the humanity that they've already done because before we saw Ayame's dad get hit by the train. Like we clearly knew what he looked like and we saw him get turned and then hit by the train. It's like, oh, like, oof, that character was there. Now he's not. And yep. now here's the consequences of that or what's here's how the story is going to go forward. And they've been, they've been bringing that up ever so often. And even in the shopping episode, when we're supposed to be having fun and hanging out, there's still a little bit of that stuff too, which is great. It's so good. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with this shopping episode because we also learn that it's Mume is not her name. Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, Hatsumi. So Hatsumi is this character's real name. And Mume um, means nameless. We find yes, out. Uh, we find out we find that out in episode eight. Yeah, but later on, as soon as I heard that that was her real name, I looked up Mume, and I was like, "Oh, this means anonymous, nameless, unknown in Japanese kanji." And I was like, "Oh, okay, what's this about?" Um, so they have the whole thing there uh, with Ikoma and Mume. Yeah, because we okay, so. There, there's a small little thing off to the side where the person that gave a warning to Mume, uh, they're like plotting against somebody who's going, who goes by the Liberator. Um, sure. So the Liberator's former ear is meeting with one of the Shogun's Council of Five to plot against the Liberator. After that, we, uh, we see that everybody, the bamboo's been gathered to celebrate uh, the 
holiday. I forgot the name. Uh, um, Tanabata. Tanabata. So they gather the bamboo for it, and Mume's curious as to why what's going on with it, and she realizes that uh, she remembers her mom celebrating Tanabata. So she mm-hmm. runs off upset with uh, Ikuma going after her, and they have this yeah. whole conversation where it's like it's her kind of like contemplating the concept of like of death and that the fact that like you know any day the next day could be the last for her and she has to live in this perpetual like unknowing state of am i going to go to sleep and wake up as somebody else and we get to like really see her handle it in a curious way but she's also handling it with somebody that's in the same boat. So, I mean, he's newest to it. He's the one that just got turned. Um, and she knows way more than him about it because reasons we find out in episode eight. Um, but it's weird how they both handle it because Ikoma sees his sister in her and we in the past what was it episode five i think where ikuma is trying to hold up the crane for all the stuff and he he's holding it up and that was his job right to get mm-hmm. the tr- the stuff off the tracks right and then mume goes and goes down into the pit and gets attacked gets or whatever she gets tossed off he chose her to jump off and get her and sort of save her and he relinquished his job and i was like in the moment i was like why would he do that it was it was like a confusion for me because i was like that's kind of out of character like he wants to save all the people he wants to save all these people whether it's spite or whatever he wants to do that i thought that was his number one and then he goes to save mume and i was like what is this what's going on but then in this moment i was like oh he sees his sister in Mume and he sees him trying to help her and he wants to help her. He wants to protect her or whatever, because he couldn't protect his sister in the past. It makes sense to me. I don't know if you thought of that. No. Yeah. We get that. We get the little flash of that. And it's like, it makes sense because like, yeah, he said that he he'll never, you know, run again. He'll never let somebody else die because he chose to run. And I think that's exactly what happens in that moment. He sees Mume get tossed and it's like him, not him, not uh, I feel like in that moment, him letting go of the train and going after her, he's more so saving her and not dooming them. Where if he leaves the crane up, he's saving them, but dooming her. Yeah. Um, I laugh because I'm reading your little captions for photos y'all can't see them but i can (laughs) the little captions for the photos and one of them got me um we got to keep going because we're talking about episodes having too long we have a whole nother episode um yeah it was biba Biba is mume's brother he oh no he's hot and he comes in with his crew and he's like let's fucking fight yes some things last uh, last note on episode seven too before that we get the scene of everybody doing their wishes and at first somebody's just like oh you're just wishing for survival 
And then Ikoma says, I want to wish for more than survival. I want more. So his wish is to destroy all the Kabane and take back their fields, their stations. And mm. he wants to do this in an effort. So that way he can turn Mume back into a person and have her be able to eat all the rice that she wants. And when yes, it went around stopped. to, it goes around to everybody. Oh, what's your wish? What's your wish? And after Ikoma makes his statement, like everybody's wishes are just much more filled with like, their personality instead of like just survival yeah. like, even though they're in this crazy state they can still have big dreams because i made this statement like um when i was watching it i was like what's the point of living if you're only surviving exactly and like them finally trying to find their humanity is some of the most is is why i love zombie content so much um i'm a big fan of zombie movies zombie books and stuff because it's like Yes, there's a problem, and a lot of the time it's it's the biggest thing that's happening. But in order to stay sane, we have to still celebrate birthdays or something. You know what I mean? We got to keep the humanity yes. alive in it. And that's some of the most interesting storytelling in zombie content. Some of the most interesting storytelling in zombie content. One of the other most interesting parts of storytelling in zombie content, which we also get in this episode, the biggest enemy is not the zombie but your fellow man episode eight episode eight the silent um, hunter biba leader of the hunters is greeted by everybody in the station like a hero however ikuma knowing mume as much as he does is not so willing to easily trust him the council of five crew uh tries to assassinate biba using his old ear and a distraction of a kabane horde biba makes a counterplay on them leaving the council crew defeated Biba offers to escort the Kotetsujo to their destination with Ayame reluctantly agreeing. Mume is sent to retrieve the master key from Ayame after they depart the station. Tensions rising between the crew of both trains as Ikuma realized there's a horde of Kabane in the front cabin as he reveals Biba's twisted mannerisms to the rest of his crew. <sighs> Sheesh, man. Um, Diva's interest, an interesting villain that I yes. can't get. I don't quite understand him yet. No, be, especially because of the end where Ikuma's kind of like he was smiling this whole time, and and then he's torturing them, and he has all the Kabane around him in that one little area, and it's like, is he sadistic? Is he is he crazy? what parts of what how many percentages of either um because it's just wild. Some pretty compelling like <clears throat> some pretty compelling um uh like statements at ikuma that even has ikuma giving pause and questioning like whether or not the concept of the strong should live and the weak should die mm -hmm. makes sense because by Biba's logic, what's needed to survive isn't to run and hide. It's the ability to fight without being afraid, which Ikuma and his shoes that he's in probably can attest to that himself. Like he he's even said it in the past uh, episodes that we've been watching at some point. If you guys get bitten, it's game over. I can take bite after bite and keep going. Mm -hmm. So he's no longer scared. He can fight because he's not scared. 
Yeah. And he and, can, he also could fight because of the jet bullets he, that he also invented. Sure. So like he, he's been making step after step of like, I'm not, we're not running and hiding. We're going to fight. So here you have this, the leader of the hunters giving him his response to why would you say the strong should live and the weak should die? And that's his response. And Ikuma's like, hold up. You might be onto something. Yeah, and, and we see the whole alarm bells. Yeah, and we see all of them fight. We see uh, Biba's crew going in there uh, effortlessly, fighting outside fighting the walls, just outside the walls. So epic! And then he, as well, Ikuma's realizing, oh, we got to take the fight to them, and we can do that. And like you're saying, because he can take bites. He he gets bitten at at a time, and he's like, oh, whatever, cool, and he can just keep going. Um, so are we going to see a changed Ikuma after this? Yes, I think so. We're going to see him fight better um, and harder, probably. Uh, I still don't think he has enough to beat Biba and his crew because there's just so many of them. And also, they are attached and being escorted. So we we see um, Biba-sama killing Inoku, who's a former ear. Um and we learn that Mume was experimented on by uh, Biba uh, getting injected with Kabane blood. Uh, because she said that, again, the, the little the little hints and stuff, mm -hmm. the little hints of like... She said she was never bitten. She's never been bitten. Uh, she, how she's, he, she's not weak. She was like, I'm not weak. I've never even been bitten, whatever. Yeah. And it was like a throwaway line. And I was like, wait, what'd she do? Wait, hold on. What happened here? It's so good. Such a cool. Uh, I I love the narration of the scene of, of of the whole anime. It's just so good because they're dropping little hints here, and they're they want you to pick them up. Um, and the action is so good too, man. This whole fight outside and this whole confrontation here as well. Yeah, the whole sequence of the hunters, uh, like sweeping up the cabane with them rolling out, like just. It dropping mortars on them and then it's like all right now everybody you know move out and they all roll out on fucking motorcycles yes <laughs> little bikes so that they're good. still shooting from without even holding their uh... without missing too yeah. oh my god straight to the heart so good um i laughed earlier because of this caption not a groomer just a loser <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so funny Okay. Um, yeah, Biba's, Biba's such a cool character. He's a cool character, even though he's the villain. Yes. Villain's going to be cool. Um, Biba I don't want to see him win, but he's cool. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Biba, it, and it also shows like how much how much Biba has over Mume still, mm -hmm. even though like it was a really clever way to show it too, because we've seen Mume get so close to these characters, so close to everybody on the train. Ikuma having having connections with Ayami having connections with everybody and then still Biba says move and she moves and it's like oh he has this over her and like it shows the so way much. that you see him do it is crazy where he's just like I need you to go get the the master train key but Ayame has that is Ayame is Ayame stronger than you mm -hmm. well no but well then it shouldn't be a problem like just that right there that's crazy that was yeah. cr crazy to watch that happen yes literally gaslit not even like flinching he doesn't even like he's done this a million times before yeah and we we even see out on the field that uh 
he has another cabinary at his side mm-hmm. there's another cabinary that's uh oh yeah that him. worked with oh my god that was so cool too that worked with mume mm-hmm. to fight Mume goes oh. out to take care of like a, a wazatori or something yeah and he's like go go back her up and she also removes like a neck piece and then her eyes start glowing yeah i forgot i meant to grab that too i don't remember that person's name but it was so cool to see all the fight sequences are so dope action is so much fun to to watch um but then we yeah he was a cool character up until we we start picking up the puzzle pieces with ikuma mm-hmm. where it's like he's torturing these people he has kabane there he he has this uh this crazy something over mume uh telling her that she needs to be strong if there's no if there's no if everyone was strong there would be no more sadness Mm -hmm. and then we see the smile as things are happening and he's just sadistic and he's a great character and how do you feel about them introducing him at episode eight like i think it's i think it's it's a good point for because again it's like for for the zombie media it's like well it, the the threats of zombie the threats of zombie and we we see them continuously combat that zombie threat up until the point of the hybrid colony and them being able to defeat it we get the 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 breath of fresh air of the shopping episode but before that episode can even end we it's like from from the frying pan and into the fire with the introduction of his character i think it was yeah. like perfect the perfect time to introduce his character off yeah. the back of such a of, of even such just that firework scene where i'm sitting there emotionally torn up over this episode so far because i'm just so glad that these characters are able to have a moment and um and then yeah yeah from the frying pan into the fire with biba you just you see the black train rolling in again immediately and it's just like you the you know symbolically just no that dark everybody's cheering everybody's cheering but yeah darkness is coming exactly this was the real black smoke that that came over the Ooh, that came over the there city it is. Oof. there it is uh so good man i'm so digging this anime cabinary of the iron fortress if you aren't watching it uh don't just hear us recap it definitely recommend you watch this show up until now um because next week we're going to be watching episode 9 through 12 and we're going to finish off the only anime season they have i think there's other like movies and stuff on netflix but this is the last time we're going to be talking about it will be next week so watch episode 9 through 12 and uh we're going to be here next week to watch and talk about that but we are also going to be picking a new anime to pick from from the anime chest and if you want to give a anime chest to us suggestion uh for this Go ahead and uh, give us 500 bits during the live streams and give us your suggestion. And we can add that in by next week. But this is the end of today's episode. Matt, where can they find you on the internets? When we're not here talking about anime, you can find me on my Twitch at twitch.tv Matt underscore Galley. Follow me on any of my socials at Matt underscore Galley. It's Matt underscore Galley. I-T-S-M-A-T-T underscore Galley um instagram twitter all the things when we're not here where can the people find you um on jules the human j-u-l-e-s the human on all social media twitter twitter.com slash jules the human on instagram as well and on threads i'm posting on threads i don't 
care for Twitter much. I just use it for wrestling content now. But uh, I'm on threads posting pictures and stuff, so go follow me over there. You can join the Discord as well if you'd like to talk uh, to either of us and uh, discuss any of the anime that we are watching. If you want to see the anime chest uh, animes, they're there too. Or if you want to play games, there's a lot of people to play games with over there too. But uh, next week, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, episode 9 through 12. We're done. We're going to rate it. Anime. And a new anime. It's going to be up here. I may need to make a new something for all this. It's getting pretty crowded here. Uh, probably I got to figure it out. Maybe like a half them or quarter them off once we get the sections filled off. Quarter them off? Like make them yeah. smaller? Yeah, like make it, uh, you know, the... Oh, like a group of four yeah. in, one, in one group. But you can't, exactly. little, you can't really see them. They're like really small. I want to be able to see the pictures. We need solutions. We got to figure it out. We need an engineer. Ikoma, help. Um, thank you so much for watching. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. I'm digging it. I don't know, Matt. What are you? Final no, yeah, thoughts? I, I, up to up to date? Final thoughts. I I hope that everybody that we saw at the fireworks scene makes it <laughs> to the final credits. Otherwise, I will not be okay. That's a lot of people. <laughs> I, need I all feel of like them to be completely okay. I think one person is gonna have a problem with that. Mm. Um, it's gonna be great. I'm excited. I, what what I can say is I have no idea how the story will resolve, and sure. I love that. Where it's yeah. just like I don't know what's gonna happen. I can't even like you said that there's it's a huge puzzle for me that's like been presented, and there are so many huge like holes in that puzzle, and I cannot wait to see see it completed yeah who where are the pieces the where are the pieces <laughs> well we'll uh we'll put some pieces together next week commentary of the iron fortress uh 9 through 12 has been the jewels of anime hour see you later bye